Hello and welcome to today's book discussion where we will talk about our main theme of emotional well-being and family issues. Here are our book discussion members. Hi, my name is Adelaide McPhee and I read the book The Cousins by Karen M. McManus. This book is about three cousins who are invited to work at their grandmother's resort for the summer, but their grandmother cut off all their parents. And the three cousins are trying to figure out why their parents were cut off so suddenly. This book is full of mystery, romance, and surprises. Hi, my name is Sanagi Fan, and I read the book The Language of Thorns, Midnight Tales of Dangerous Magic by Leigh Bardugo. This book consists of six different well-known fairy tales that the author put a twist on. This book takes place in the Grishaverse, which is the same place that the book Six of Crows takes place in. These stories are fairy tales and folklore that the characters in the Six of Crows would read, and you don't need to read the Six of Crows series to read this book. The short stories in this book are unique and interesting, and each page has an illustration. Hi, I'm Ashley Bradford, and I read the book The Outsider by Stephen King. About a small town in Ohio where there are multiple awful child murders, where the evidence seems clear about who did it until there is evidence that differs and proves the defender could be innocent. Video evidence, which confuses the detectives and everyone reading the book. The book begins with what seems to be a normal town in 2018, but throughout the book, there are things that made me question real life, supernatural things. The book was very eerie and had its moments of goriness, but that's what happens when reading Stephen King. And I'm Andy Sanchez, and I read the book Lockdown by Alexander Gordon Smith. This book is about a 14-year-old boy named Alex escaping from prison because he was sentenced to death. Alex was framed for a murder he didn't commit and is sadly dealing with the consequences. The prison he ends up in is called The Furnace, and mainly evil things go on in there. I would like to start off and ask Addie the first question. Addie, did you think the setting of the book impacted the plot of the story, or the plot was only affected by the people inside the story? The setting definitely impacted the plot. Most of the story took place on a secluded island where wealthier families would travel or even own a home there. The story was based on money and the issues it creates in families. The rich grandmother lived on this island, and the island is the source of all the family's problems before her children got disinherited. The setting is essential to the plot because it's where all the evidence is found by the grandchildren to try and find out why their parents were disinherited. But the characters also affected the plot, connecting to our theme of emotional well-beings and denial in all of our books. The family members are still trying to get back in the will because they can't believe their once-loving mother has completely cut them off. That seems really interesting. Money can be the root of our problems and even play a part in emotional well-being because of how it affects everyone around us. Yes, exactly. This leads to my question for Andy. Andy, what literary devices or details did the authors use to help the reader build sympathy and emotion towards the main character and describe his life quality? The author really dragged your feelings in when he described the quality of life in the prison Alex stayed in. The prison housed gangs, there were attack dogs, and in the middle of the night, the guards would take in inmates and conduct genetic experiments on them. All of this made you feel sympathy for Alex because you could feel his des desperation and wanting to leave, and you just knew that he was innocent, so you didn't want him to be dealing with any of these things. Andy, what would you do if you were in the same situation as Alex, and why? Good question, Sana. If I was in the same shoes of Alex, I would feel extremely upset because I wouldn't be able to accept the fact 
that I would be in prison for a crime I didn't commit. The feeling of denial is something I have a really hard time with because it clouds my mind. If I was in prison unjustly, then all I would think about is how I shouldn't be here. And in my mind, I would always deny the fact that I'm guilty. I have a question for Andy as well. What was the most dangerous part of the book? And do you think the main character handled the situation in the best way? Or should he have done it a different way? There were plenty of dangerous parts in the book Alex had to face. Through through experience in the prison, Alex realized it was run by pure evil. He knew there was an all-powerful warden who was behind all the evil acts going on in the prison. This motivated Alex to plan an escape with the other inmates. As he starts uncovering the real truth about the prison's motives, Alex has to risk everything to try and expose the prison to the world. While we are on the topic of the main characters, Ashley, where were there any characters who were behind the main crime who were involved in any other crimes of your story? Yes, technically. Um, there are multiple characters who were accused of the crimes, but they ended up being really clean people who were really kind and wanted to help others and their families. But however, the character who was committing all of the awful and sad crimes committed all three murderers that were mentioned in the book. And the book kept the reader confused because the story was following multiple people's points of views, but no one knew much, just like the reader. And it was really hard for all the families and their all of their emotional well-beings to try and accept the fact that their not guilty family could be potentially put to death for things that they didn't deserve. Yeah, our books seem very similar because my book was also in multiple points of view. And I love that the author did this because it added to the plot and it helped you figure out the clues that different characters had. I love when authors do that too, which goes into my question for about your author. Were there any hints of the author foreshadowing tension between your characters? Yes. So in the beginning of the story, the three cousins, Millie, Aubrey, and Jonah, are asked to work at their grandmother's resort on Gold Coast Island, except their grandmother does not speak to any of her family. So this invitation is very unexpected to everyone, but this unexpectedness is explained in the end of the book, but giving the reason would be spoiling the story. But one thing that I can say without spoiling is the tension a reader can notice between Jonah and Millie in the beginning You can tell they have feelings for each other, but you're really confused why you think that because the author tells you that they're cousins. Soon you find out they actually aren't cousins and your question is answered. More things are revealed about Jonah and Millie that are shocking, but that's what makes the book so great is all of its little unexpected surprises. In a way, my book is similar as well. It has many different characters, but they all have different stories. Despite the differences, each story came together to make one cohesive book. Yes, all of our books have similarities. So now, out of all the small stories in your book, what was the most fascinating story that would appeal to a teenage audience, and how did the author's details add to that appeal? I feel like all the fairy tales in this book could appeal to any audience. They are exciting stories based on existing fairy tales. Additionally, every fairy tale has an unexpected ending that added to the appeal of the book. When I read a new story and met new characters, I tried to break the predict the plot twist of each one, but this book always kept me guessing. The most fascinating story was The Soldier Prince. It started with a mysterious clocksmith who made a nutcracker for a young princess. The princess loved the toy and played with it all the time. Everything seemed normal until the nutcracker realized that it was a lie. 
Well, since there are multiple stories for multiple audiences, which lesson from a story was your favorite? And do you think the moral was shown to the reader well? My favorite lesson was from the story Ayama in the Thornwood. This story was about a beast prince who terrorized the town that did not accept him, and the young girl who was the only one brave enough to face the beast. The moral was that a beast can sometimes be misunderstood and might not be the real villain. The moral of each story was conveyed through the symbolism of the characters and their purpose in the story. I feel like that was a way that helped me easily understand the story's moral. Ashley, I have a question for you too. Since your book is so long, what were the ways that the author kept you engaged? Well, there were parts of the book that felt very long and dragging, but there were parts that also kept me on the edge of my seat that I would look at my progress in the book and realize I flew through about 100 pages just because it was so addictive to read about. The author threw in curveballs and dramatic irony because the book followed multiple perspectives, in the perspectives of those being mentally and physically tortured by the supernatural beings. The book made me wonder if all that could be possible because the beginning is filled with stuff from 2018, like the iPhone, common celebrities mentioned as well as movies and others that made me see the average day-to-day -day life that could be disrupted by an evil supernatural being with a taste for murder. So now I have a question for you, Sana. You mentioned there were multiple different stories in the book. So what is the most valuable moral of the book and the vibe of this specific story? This book contains six separate stories, but overall, the, mor the moral of this book would be to not underestimate people and try to understand their situation instead of assuming. Each story also had a theme of family in some way. For example, the second story called The Two Clever Fox starts with the sentence, The first trap the fox escaped was his mother's jaws. Throughout the book, I noticed a serious and knowledgeable tone. I feel like that tone was used because all of the fairy tales teach the reader a new perspective that can be applied to everyday life. To balance that serious tone, the book included creative illustrations throughout that revealed parts of the story as I read. I'm going to switch over to Ashley and ask her, does the quality of the book override the possible confusion between characters and evidence? And was there a specific moment in the book where you immediately got hooked? Well, the book was definitely confusing at first. However, the confusion of the beginning made me want to keep reading in order to understand the plot and what was happening in reality. I was hooked once the idea of one person in two places at the same time, one proving him innocent and the other proving him guilty, was brought into play. I have a question for Addie. Do you feel like the book ended in the way that you expected it to? Why do you think so? Well, reading, I didn't have any idea of how the book would end because there was so much evidence, but none of it, like, I couldn't put any of it together. The ending was such a surprise to me. At first, I thought the book wasn't so good because it started off slow and most of the action was in the last 20 pages, but then I realized that's what made it so good. The author let the story build and made questions form in your head and added so much evidence to where you thought you really knew how it was going to end, but then you find out the reason why the grandmother cut off her children, but then you're hit with such an unexpected surprise that um, it was nowhere close to where any of your predictions were. I know we all liked our books, but do you guys think other people would like them? Let's get some recommendations. My book was fascinating, and I really enjoyed it. The illustrations on each page really added to the story. I never liked reading for fun, but this book kept me engaged and I didn't want to stop reading. 
and I might even start to read more now. This book could be for any audience because out of the six fairy tales, every reader can find something they like. Each story is unique, but they all make sense together. I think this book should be read. My book was really fun to read, so I'd recommend it to a younger age group, so mostly high schoolers, because it wouldn't really appeal to adults because of its language and let's see, because of its language and the casualty of the text. It was very like laid back, and the conversations between teenagers is just easier for a teenager to connect with. But I would recommend it to anyone who likes romance, mysteries, and surprises. My book was definitely a must-read. I would recommend this book to high schoolers because it can get a little gruesome sometimes. The main thing that kept me reading the book Lockdown is how the author made you emotionally attached to the characters. As a reader, the author helped me imagine life in prison and how it was hard to even fall asleep at night because you weren't sure if the prison guards would take you away and kill you. And it also taught me about how you can make friends in new environments, just like Alex made friends with the kids in prison. I personally have multiple opinions about my book. There were multiple times and scenes where they were so described that it made me want to stop reading and collect my thoughts and cleanse myself of the darkness I read. However, there were also moments where I did not want to put the book down because there were so many interesting things going on that were addicting to read. I'd recommend it to people who have patience while reading because the book is long and has moments that might seem pointless, but come together in the story at the end. It was not all about horror and action. There was a lot of those things, but there was also a lot of mentality when it came to a lot of situations that you normally wouldn't think about inside the book. We all read the book. My grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry in the beginning of the year. How do your books connect to the story? Mine connects because it was full of fairy tales, just like the ones Granny would tell Elsa. This is a great book for us to connect because it shows how many diverse books have similarities and lessons. But my story connects because of the broken relationship between a mother and her child. In the lockdown, Alex had to find an emotional escape because he was dealing with unbelievable stress. He was able to make friends in prison to help him make an escape. So this helped him feel more comfortable with the people around him. Just like in My Grandmother Asked You to Tell You She's Sorry, Elsa used her granny's adventure as an escape to get away from the bullies at school and life in general with her mother and her stepfather and her father. The Outsider included many things about supernatural creatures and beings, just like in The Land of Almost Awake, within My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry. Also, there were parts where characters seemed like they were visited by a supernatural creature in real life, and it appeared to have happened in their dreams, at least to there never being evidence of one person being there, which relates to how Elsa felt the things that were happening in the land of almost awake were affecting her real life outside of the kingdoms, outside of her head. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time for another in-depth book discussion. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs>